right, welcome back to Canisius. We're in Buffalo, New York. Merrimack with a 3-1 to lead over Canisius after one. Time for the Fuddruckers first in the mission. We're very happy to be joined by a Merrimack alum, Mike Boyce from the class of 1988. First of all, Mike, it's great to see you and uh, talk a little bit about uh, what you're up to today. Uh, you and I had a chance to talk a little bit up, a little bit off air, and you're up in Canada. Is that correct? That's right. Uh, just outside Toronto, uh, John, uh, uh, got uh, two kids, a uh, lovely wife, uh, moved up there uh, back home in uh, 97, so very happy to be there. So let's talk about uh, your perception of how things are going at Merrimack. You were a graduate in 1988. You see where the program is at now. Uh, what have you experienced from your perspective? Well, uh, I had the opportunity to bring my uh, my son's peewee team down there a couple years ago. I uh, hadn't been in school that often, unfortunately, over the last, uh, since 2004 when I got inducted in the Hall of Fame. And uh, I know Mark, uh, Denny, he's done a fantastic job. Uh, thrilled with the way uh, the program's moving forward. Um, I think Chris and uh, the SID team have done a great job getting uh, Merrimack out there on the map. And uh, it's great to see the team really progressing well. I, I know they've got a, had a good year this, uh, this year so far. So, of course, one of the new things that, that we have going on is the renovations to the arena. I know you have memories of your time there. Uh, what are your thoughts about how the uh, physical plant has improved? Uh, the, the arena looks fantastic. Chris, uh, my wife uh, and kids, and I uh, went down the summer to meet my buddy Jimmy Vesey, who uh, graduated and played with the four years of Merrimack. Uh, saw the arena, the changes, the uh, the new arena. Uh, it's fantastic. It really is uh, a huge change from, from 88. Uh, kind of chuckle to the locker room, uh, all the changes, uh, the new locker room this year, but uh, even the old locker room that you guys had in the last few years was uh, a, a big improvement on what we had. And uh, you know what? It's it's great to see. Uh, I think that was one thing that was missing from Merrimack to get those top level recruits um, was that arena. Kids want to play in a place that they know is as good as their junior program at home or as good as the USHL program uh, in the U.S. So I, I think that's a huge improvement and, and hopefully it'll translate into better and uh, more more uh, known recruits going forward. Well, you know, you make a great point because, you know, you're competing against the likes of BU and BC and now Providence with a national championship. How important is it to have that great building to uh, to entice the recruits? Well, it's, it's important to have a great building, but it's also important to have a great atmosphere in that building. And I think uh, I think what uh, what's happened around the school is uh, um, having uh, the students having a greater impact on sports in general, and uh, students you know cross supporting the other uh, the other sports that uh, that maybe they're in uh, in compliance with. It, it's a fantastic. Thing to see. Um, I know that uh, the hockey program certainly got a lot of notoriety over the years, but uh, it's great to see some of the other programs really coming on as well, and I think that just helps the overall uh, impact of the school. And you know, there's been a lot of talk of uh, Merrimack possibly going Division One across the board, and I think the hockey program really has set the gold standard for that idea, hasn't it? I, I think it has. Um, you know, I was lucky enough in '84 when I went uh, myself and Jimmy Vesey and and a few others. Um, you know, we we're Division One independent. We're uh, trying to make our name in the league. Uh, at that time, the administration didn't want to make the move to Hockey East when they had the opportunity to. And, uh, you know, luckily, you know, our team uh, really put us on the map, I think, that year in 88, uh, our senior year, going to the quarterfinals, being the number one team in Northeastern. And uh, I, I think moving to Hockey East two years later and uh, some of the success that the team's had over the last number of years is really important. Um, but as I said, I think... A 
along with the hockey program doing well, it's great to see all the other sports doing well also. And I think that's just going to make that leap to Division One for all sports at Merrimack that much easier. Well, you talked about your association with Mark Dennehy. He's in his 11th year here at Merrimack. Talk about your your professional relationship with Mark Dennehy. I mean, uh, you know, I've had a chance to work with him on a daily basis for 11 years. But from your perspective, uh, you know, what kind of a guy is Mark? Um, well, I'll tell you just a quick example. When I brought my uh, 13-year-old boys team down in December, Mark took time out of his day in the middle of, uh, I believe, was uh, not a great time of the year for for uh, our Merrimack team there. And he took the time out to tour the parents and the kids through both the arenas, the dressing room. Uh, he pointed out some of the pictures on the wall that related to, uh, to our teams. And uh, he was just a true gentleman, uh, a great salesman for the game. Uh, but Mark's also a great professional coach. He, uh, he knows how to get the most out of this team. Uh, it hasn't changed a lot from when I was there. You're getting kids that, for whatever reason, aren't getting into the BUs and BCs. Um, and kids that are just like a Brett Sini, who maybe is overlooked from a, a size perspective, but comes here, gets the opportunity, and proves he can play with anybody. And, and with his draft status last year, great to see him get drafted as well. Well, you know, being from Canada, of course, hockey is such an important part of the culture up there. I wanted to get your opinion on something that's happening at the end of this month. We have international hockey over in Northern Ireland. We have a couple of hockey East teams going over there, Lowell, Northeastern. Brown is also going over there with, uh, I believe, uh, Clarkson is the, is the fourth team. I can't think off the top of my head, but uh, at any rate, uh, hockey in Northern Ireland, what do you think about that? Well, you know, I, I think it's amazing. It is a worldwide game. Uh, you know, a couple guys that uh, that I know played in the, in the minors with uh, went over and played in Europe, uh, in Britain. Um, you know, it, hockey is expanding right across the world, and it just makes it that much more difficult to get to the Division One level. And uh, we talk a lot about with uh, with parents back in Canada. Um, you know, every kid wants to play in the OHL for their local team, or they want to come down and play D1. The challenge is, as more and more kids get involved in the game around the world, it's just going to be that much more difficult. So it's uh, it's great to see. It's great for the sport in general. Um, but you look at your own kids, my 14-year-old son or whoever, you know, you just have to you have to make kids realize how important it is, not only the school part of it, but the uh, the growing with your with your sport as well. We had Pierre Maguire on a few weeks ago from NBC. We asked his opinion. I'm going to ask your opinion. The outdoor game, is it still an exciting thing or is it starting to lose its luster? a little bit. I'm not sure what Pierre said, because uh, he is a monster. He loves it, yeah, by the way. Yeah, he does, yeah. Um, but no, you know what, I, I think I think initially it was fantastic, and I, I think uh, in new markets it still definitely has uh, has some luster, but there, there's got to be a little bit of tarnish when they keep going back to some of the old uh, old uh, parks and, and uh, ven- uh, venues, but uh, I think the reality is, you know, for a kid, you know, who's playing at Merrimack right now to play at Fenway Park, it's still pretty cool. So, uh, you know, maybe they did that four years ago, but for a kid coming in as a freshman, like a young Babcock kid, you know, imagine him getting the opportunity to play at Fenway Park. I still think it's pretty cool. Well, lastly, Mike, before I let you go, uh, let me get your thoughts on the first period. Merrimack with a 3-1 to lead, uh, three uh, uh, goals in succession. The Warriors outshot Canisius 20-7. to A little bit of a defensive breakdown there, leading to that last goal. What did you like in that first period, and what do you think Merrimack has to do going forward in this game? Well, I, I, 
Merrimack is owning uh, the Canisius D. Uh, they are just doing whatever they want in the offensive zone. It's uh, it's something else. I, I, can't, I can't get over that they only ha- got three goals out of it, but uh, some great plays. I uh, really like the way they're moving the puck in the zone. Uh, in terms of defensive zone, I think uh, your goalie made just an unbelievable save there. Absolutely fantastic. We just ended up being down in that corner, and uh, you know it, it was a it was a nice save because it was needed at that point in time. It, it shouldn't have been a one goal game going into the into the second period. So it's good to see they still got the two goal lead. Uh, I think Merrimack can keep their foot in the pedal. I know uh, the challenge has always been scoring goals for this team. So um, you know if they can keep their foot in the pedal, maybe get some confidence going for the second period, that'd be great. Mike, uh, we want to uh, thank you so much for stopping by. It's always great seeing alums keeping Thanks, this Mike. Merrimack hockey program going strong. You're welcome back anytime. Thanks very much. I appreciate it, John. All right, that's uh, Mike.